Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 595 for comics that's going to come out October 13th and October 14th. Before doing, I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. Drew, we got all kinds of cool stuff, but man, we should probably just get into what the hot books were. Yeah, let's let's take a look at our good friends at Comic Book Invest and take a look at their top ten and see what they're what they've uh, selected for us. They're there you go. Kick- we are going to in comicbookinvest.com. We are clicking on their hot ten uh, that just came out fresh today, and we are seeing at number one, Department of Truth, number one, Peach Momoko foil variant. I believe that means limited to a hundred. Uh, sold out initially for around 50 bucks, now selling for over 400 uh, From what I've heard, people like the story, but dang. I I was, was this, so this wasn't the one in 100, this is limited to 100. Is I, that what that means? I think that slash 100 and it being foil is limited to 100, but I am unaware. Gotcha, gotcha. At rank two, we see some familiarity with the word Peach Momoko. Again, in this one, we have Champions, one in 50 variant. Every time we think that there are a little bit of peach overkill, Drew tends to say that every time as well, which there definitely is, a book like this, and number one above it as well, $150 or more for this Peach Momoko Champions Edition. I'm just, like, I I like it. It's nice. But it's a 1 in 50. Like, I am not going to buy a 1 in 50 because i got to pay retail for a 1 in 50, and uh, that sucks. That's just ridiculous. I don't think it's worth it. They're not worth it. But, I mean, it looks like it was worth it. <laughs> in some cases, they are. You know, so I guess if you you know, can put it on your credit card <laughs> and pay the money for the 1 in 50s and then flip them quickly. Get them with a two-week return policy. Yeah, then I guess it's worth the the, the effort. But otherwise, you're just going to be outlaying a bunch of cash for one in fifties and one in seventy fives and one in one hundreds, with with the hopes that they pop. There you go. At rank three, Thor three sixty four. Which one is the classic Simonson cover with Beta Ray? Not this one. I know that, but what number is it? How close is it to this one? Is that like three hundred something like that? Anyways, I, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, While not all-time high, the 9.8 sale of 130 and 150 are very close and are much higher than the $75 range from last month. Once again, all it takes is for Donny Cates to say he is bringing back a character, you know, Throg, and people start buying. Ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you, Donny Cates. Why doesn't he just DM me this information before he tweets it out? <laughs> You guys aren't as buddy-buddy as you think, apparently. <laughs> At rank four, we have black number one, but this time the second print. Much more difficult to locate than the first print, and with all the buzz around second prints now, it shouldn't be surprising that this one jumped from cover price to 50 to $100 this week. Searching on eBay is difficult uh, for this title, so if you're planning on selling, make sure you put the Lear and Publisher in the description, because, yeah, if you just type black, you're going to get... Black Hammer, Black Magic, Black everything. Yeah. All right, at rank five, ASM 300. Boy, this book is in stupid expensive. It's jumped up like people are getting around 5K for some of them, it says. That's, that's depressing. <laughs> Moving on before Drew puts a gun in his mouth. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace Number 3. Raw prices have increased... From 25 to 30 up to 50, how exactly did George Lucas not only create this awesome character, but then proceed to screw him up? I mean, I love, I mean, yeah, kind of. I don't I even argue on that one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> X-Force number 13, the Ebon Coelho variant. Uh, all the variants and the A cover are selling well. Highlighted this non-incentive variant as the Solemn character is on the cover uh, 25 plus and i don't know what i don't know who that is so mm-hmm. i'll have to look into that lumberjanes number one following up the buzz back in april of a boom netflix deal an announcement this week that this was going to be on hbo max how did that happen because the causes the price to go from around 20 to 40 which is about the same price as it hit back in april will this maintain the price now uh that this has actually happened i have a really cool 
signed with a sheep drawn on it, Lumberjanes number one. From Noel Stevenson? Yeah. Nice. So I'll have to dig that out. So you think it'll be, is this going to be animated or live action? I am, I can almost guarantee animated. Then I don't think it's, uh, then dump it. Dump it. I don't think the animated stuff takes off as much, right? I don't know. We just saw a bunch of hype when uh, they released the trailer for Invincible this week. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, the fifth print. Just for perspective, this came out four years after the first print. I mean, this is no hero trade. Winky emoji. Anyways, the price from this one looks to have been in the $75 range for the 8.0 or 8.5 to 9 range and is now closing in on the $200 mark. And at rank 10, Vampirella from 2010, the Alex Ross Virgin variant limited to 750 Definitely not an easy one to find, but this was only about a $50 to $75 book. A raw copy sold for 150 and a 9.8 sold for over 210 If you were waiting to get a cheap one, it appears that time is now gone. Interesting. Yeah, Alex Ross people be crazy. Ooh, here's something right up my alley. Castlevania, the Belmont Legacy number one. Try and find this one in the wild. Not easy at all. Incredible cover and was selling for around 20 bucks. Now it is 35 Maybe bumped because of Halloween. Who knows? But I could easily see this one going higher. Man, did I love this game back in the day. I second that. Another that weird uh, off-the-wall banana sandwich uh, cover here for the Unseen number 10. A 4.5 copy sold this week for a grand. The last copy sold that I could find was a 5.5 last year for 900. Two things I can take away from this cover. One, I never knew mummies were green. And two, I'm pretty sure that this was an inevitable outcome if he was drinking from something called the Cup of the Dead. <laughs> so. uh, that's a cool cover, though. I like Yeah, I like very that. neat. I, I see why people collect stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's cool. Well, that's a good a good looking uh, hot tin. Um, let's see what tomorrow's hot tin might possess inside of uh, our FOC. Yeah, of course, FOC is the final order cutoff. It's our last ability to try to get a bite at the apple, make sure we get these books in our pull box. Um, even if we miss them on previews day, maybe we're seeing some art now. Maybe we're seeing some second prints, all kinds of cool things. So luckily, we have the option to look through this on a weekend decide if we want these things in our pull box and say, hey, these things coming out in a few weeks, we want to make sure we don't miss them. Uh, we get a lovely curated list from our good friend Eric at Cowabunga Comics in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. He sends us this really awesome thing every Friday evening, and we have a little bit of time to look over it. But when he does that, he sends us some of the things that he is hearing about as well as kind of featured items. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Batman 102, the cover B, the Matina cardstock variant. And that is a awesome looking cover on that. The number two item on his feature list, Sweet Tooth, The Return, number one. Your boy Jeff Lemire. Yeah, very nice. Crossover, cover A, by Donny Cates. I mean, Don, if, if it's, I mean, Donny Cates can do no wrong, and now he's back into the creator-owned stuff. Uh, the fourth one makes me mad, Drew. Savage makes Dragon, me mad. 252, second print, Charlie Brown parody cover. I'm very angry. Um, we uh, were cutting edge, mm-hmm. uh, ahead of the curve, tastemakers, if you will, Yes. on uh, this last week. Yes. Uh, and, and our listeners benefited. They uh-huh. were able, they, we, we instructed them to buy this. This was going to be... Under order turnaround on this, it was going to be underground. We didn't have a cover. Nobody yeah. knew about it. It was, yeah. it was slightly secret. Bye bye bye, and then they do this bullshit. Yeah, and they extend it for the losers. So now everybody can get it. It's going to be over ordered. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be able to reap the demands. Or reap what the good things that we accomplished there mm-hmm. um I, i'm tempted to cancel my order completely yeah i care so much less about this book now i don't you know it was cool when it was rare yeah and it was it was neat and it was rare and now it's just like like i definitely don't want to anymore yeah um so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it to one 
still get the one just because it's peanuts and I love peanuts, but um, it does make me it does make me very mad. But unfortunately, we sound like hipsters. We knew about this before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, and now that everybody else wants to do it, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, you should have been there when his first album was out. That's when you really signed. <laughs> At the next spot, we have Avengers 57 facsimile edition. We got the first appearance of Vision. That's beautiful. Uh, facsimile, pretty cool. Coming off the heels of a banana sandwich uh, WandaVision trailer from a month ago or whatnot. I might have to get that. I don't know if I ordered, pre-ordered that, so I might have to get that. You sure you don't have the original sitting somewhere at your house? Oh, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Thor number nine, the Jenny Frizen Valkyrie Phoenix variant for this one. It's a pretty cool looking cover. Yeah. But these are just things that Eric has pulled to the top. Let's see what we can dig out of this week's FOC. Let's start with some of our DC items. Oh, man, it still grinds my gears. Rawr. Ghost Maker is on the uh, 1 in 25 variant for Batman 102. I do not know him. Kari yeah. Andrews doing the cover B for uh, Batman The Adventure Continues. I like it. She does good work. I like that um, Young Justice Derek Chu cardstock. Very nice. How far? Dang, you went far down. Yeah, I do like, I love his style. It's a good style. Yeah. Well, I gotta take a look at uh, the Justice League by Tony S. Daniels and Dan, Danny Mickey. Art Germ did one of these Dark Knights Death Metal number fives. Oops. Oh, yeah. Dead Link on it, so I do not have the look of it, unfortunately. So the, the cover A is an embossed foil. For that death metal? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Are you having flashback to the 90s? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Capullo and foil. That's so <laughs> 90s, man. So, and metal. My God. Yeah. That is as 90s as it gets. The Spectre variant cover D is actually kind of cool looking. I originally thought, I was like, what's Dr. Doom doing here? But that's the Spectre. What do we think about director's cuts? The Strange Adventures director's cut number one. Um, I like director's cuts because I like to see original sketches and kind of the how they made it aspect of it. We've been burnt a few times on director's cuts to the point where we said, screw you director's cuts, we're no longer ever specking on you. And then one hit not too long ago. I can't remember which one it was, but it made me mad. Yeah, I think it was like a Batman, wasn't it? Yeah. Those is, yeah, Strange Adventures, uh, first issues of Director's Cut. Looks like I put some new stuff in there. Sweet Tooth Returns. The cover B um, is a Jim Lee cardstock. So Jim Lee doing that. Doing Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. You wouldn't think he'd have a lot of time to do a lot of these covers, but... He's good. This is true. Down into Dark Horse, if you will, sir. Yeah. Not a lot in the way of comics I see from Dark Horse that I'm really interested in. What's the, uh... So Cyberpunk is only doing one issue now? Or did, were they doing multiple covers for the second issue? No, they, they've been just one and done for everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, uh undersold which is why I like it more. Oh, is that Stranger Things D&D crossover we were Yeah, and I love the uh cover D which is the Dungeon Master's guide. Of course it says art not vinyl I just saw so never mind that might not be it. But I like the idea of the Dungeons Master Dungeon Master Guide. Look. Looks more like a monster manual, doesn't it? Yes. Or maybe a, maybe the player's manual. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I I'm not nerdy enough to remember. I'm, I'm nerdy enough to know, <laughs> but not nerdy enough to remember exactly what they they 
Didn't play long enough, I guess. So the ladies don't respect you because you're too nerdy, and the nerds don't respect you because you're not nerdy enough. Exactly. Living that terrible, terrible <laughs> midway point. From IDW, we have more Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons at Spine of World, number one. That's very cool. Goosebumps, Secrets of the Swamp. The first, um, the first issue going to a second print, so that's cool. Yeah. In the spirit of Halloween, we've got Scarenthood, number one. Is that? I got a dead link. I can't tell. So we have T we have a second volume of TMNT Jenica. Correct. Interesting. So at least they're not getting rid of this character. They're they're giving her her due diligence, I guess. So that's yeah. Good. And I love the East, Eastman cover. He doesn't even acknowledge Jenica. He just puts puts who is on the cover? Which one is that? That's Jenica. That's Jenica? Yeah. Yellow with claws. It's got it's got that old school look though. Yeah. That old school Eastman look. Yep, that's what he does. That's tempting then. That's tempting. We'll put a bit in that one. <laughs> Cause we've had some uh TMNT spikes. Yeah, we have. A lot of those 1 in 10s went under-ordered and uh, jumped in price. So that would be the um, Bustos Incentive cover? Yep. Tim Copy Incentive? Yep. I don't like that one as much. Yeah. you got to wait for that perfect storm of a dope cover and an under-ordered one. Yeah. Drew, tell me about crossover number one from Image. Uh, let's see. This is um, this is our Donnie Cates. And it's um, this is the same people that did God Country, right? Yeah, this is our team. And it's very vague. I have no idea. Imagine everything you thought was fantasy was real, and now join us in a world where reality is dead and anything is possible. Yeah, it's I weird because I was trying to pick this out because I was flipping through looking at this in the previews and trying to figure out if they're actually bringing Image Comics characters into this world. Okay, so that, like, that'd be fun, I guess. Yeah, because like you see, God Country and a few other comics on the front cover, Redneck, of course. Obviously, those other Donny K of this creative team. So I'm not sure if we're going to see crossover appearances. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. From other things that we love in Image in this book. Are you and saying in? Uh, so what is the? So will Walking Dead come alive in crossover? I can't read all the comics that are in the cover B. Yeah. Floating around there. Um, but there was but... a lot of characters. So like, if we look at um, cover F, the 25 copy incentive, there's a bunch of characters on there. I'm trying to figure out if I know any of them or anything. Mm, I got the wrong one. That one actually looks like generic stuff. Yeah, so that's a, there's a 200 copy incentive. Holy moly! Yeah. There's an Otley. So that's that's got a Walking Dead homage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing that I was like, oh. but I'm not buying 50 copies. I'm What's just curious whether that? this. Uh... What's the price? Fifty bucks? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but um, definitely worth reading. So. Yeah, and and it's going to be one of the the some of the incentives are going to be the ones that are the hot ones. There you go. Um, do you get do you get a one a just to have it yep, in case it takes off yep. takes off? Yep. 
And the 200 copy uh, cover is just the uh, cover A in Sketch. And you want to get one of these Department of Truth second prints, because it went to a second print. They've just kind of recolored it, but it's the same thing as the cover A. So you don't want to. Yeah, it's not necessary. So skip that one. And then there's Goddamn Virgin Brides number 405. <laughs> Get that one for sure. Drew, we have one, two, three, four, five covers for Walking Dead number two. Yes. How many um, are you getting? Um, five. <laughs> Down I, in the Marvel. I don't know why. I, it's dumb, right? Don't it's a do sickness. It. We've talked about it before. There's no help for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do, what has Walking Dead and uh, Robert Kirkman ever done for me? They, they, they don't know I exist. Yeah. But I, I, I buy one copy of every every single comic he's put out. That's ridiculous. Why do I do that? That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, down to Marvel. <laughs> oh wait a minute. So there is yeah. There's the the, the other offering on the um, Savage Dragon. Mm -hmm. Are you adjust? Are you going to keep the two that you ordered? I'm going to keep my two, but begrudgingly and uh -huh. angrily. I think I won't go down the one. I'm gonna go down to one because it makes me mad when they that they've done this twice to me now. It does. Stupid image. It's like that Ken Griffey Donruss rookie card back in the '90s that we all loved to have, and then they just kept printing it until nobody cared where it was. Wow, I don't remember that. Oh, I'm still bitter. It was Upper Deck rookie, not Donruss. That was Tops Fleer Donruss. Upper deck. Those were the four I remember. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but then it then it got crazy, right? That it was like everybody was well tops, right? Tops. Yeah, tops. Well, like card collecting's come back because it's almost a form of gambling now. And then with the integration of uh, YouTube and stuff, people having pack opening parties and and twitching it and stuff, um, and the 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 deep 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 uh, super rares of the new cards. Uh, Collecting cards has like become a giant thing again. Is it uh, basketball, baseball? Yeah, because they're all doing like the cut up jersey stuff now, and the the one in you know the limited to ones and the signature series and stuff like that. So, yeah, and they're aiming at these sneakerhead communities. It's not like the um, McDonald's Monopoly game that was fake, right? Yeah. <laughs> Correct, correct. These actually exist? <laughs> yes. Let's I watched a, look a at documentary that. on that uh, Ken Griffey Jr. card at one point. I can't remember what, where I watched it, but it was really good. So Avengers 38 oh, uh, yeah. is, I think, after the, the Moon Knight tie-in. It says the Avengers have saved Earth from the God of the Moon. Yeah. Um, but the return of a certain fire-burning cosmic firebird isn't going to give them much time to catch their breath. Um, so I'm I'm not jumping ship because Midnight Storyline is over because I've enjoyed oh, what, yeah? Jason Aaron, what Jason Aaron's been writing. So mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with this series. Moon Knight brought me in. Moon Knight brought me in, but uh, I want to stick around. Let this be a lesson to you, you people with your timeless variants. <laughs> so speaking of which I've had a lot of people tweeting me um, an Alex Ross Moon Knight cover that uh -huh. he did <laughs> um, and uh, it's not might not be timeless but they've uh, they've, they've been on the lookout for me and I appreciate that some, some people sending me tattoo ideas I am not going to get Moon Knight tattooed on my body anywhere there you go um, but I'm just not a tattoo person but if I was That'd probably be he'd probably be in the mix. There you go. It would be on your wrist C four Fap and then Moon Knight on the other one. <laughs> no, C C four Fap has got to be a lower back tattoo. That's right. <laughs> tramp stamp. It, it is a perfect tramp stamp for sure. Uh, the rise of Ultraman going to a second print. Wow, I don't believe it. Shang-Chi going to a second print. They're doing both covers. They're doing two um, 
They're doing a $40 second print. What? They're doing a $40 second print. That's crazy. I know. Star Wars continues to... Oh, never mind. Uh, I lied. They're showing us the uh, action figure variant now. It's Lando on Star Wars 8. Is it Lando? Which Lando is it? It is General Pilot Lando. Which which Star Wars? Star Wars number eight, action figure, right? Oh, so Donald Glover. No. Nope. The other guy. <laughs> What's his name? Jesus. Billy D. Williams. God. <laughs> I started laughing at good name to you. Other guy. <laughs> okay. Is it just me or is the golden variant stupid? <laughs> this is the Star Wars 8 golden variant? Yeah. Wow. She looks shocked. She looks. <laughs> yeah. You know what she looks like? Do you remember when uh, things... When things first started going viral, and there was that chipmunk, yes, that, that surprise is. chipmunk yeah, the su- surprise video that everybody off. was yeah. excited about, that's what it looks like. I wonder if that was their inspiration, the surprise chipmunk. There you go. I can't remember one of which one of these Thor covers. I was waiting for it because I saw it online, and it was Loki holding the hammer, and it was one of these advanced printings of Thor, and I can't ever find it now. So I, I think I missed it, but it was a really nice cover I wanted to look for. Um, look at the Jeff Varegi variant. It's a kind of like an infographic style mm-hmm. that he has. What do you think of that? Yeah, I saw them do a... Uh, there was a Black Panther one previously we were looking at. Um, it's different, so I like that. I mean, it's just, they've, they've made them virgin style as well, so... It's something different neat. that I like, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm just calling it an infographic style because it reminds me of infographics, but I don't know that that's yeah. that's the style. <laughs> what do we think of U.S. Agent coming back? I mean, got Christopher Priest doing the writing. I mean, I don't know much about U.S. Agent. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a it's like a Captain America ish type of story. Yeah, it's super Captain America ish. But hey, yeah, give it a shot. See what Declan Shelby makes him look like. Let's go. We've got a Venom twenty five fifth print, a Venom twenty six fourth print, a Venom twenty eight second print, and we have a Thor number two sixth print. So if you had four Johnny Cates. Uh, reprints or uh, re- reprints, multiple printing, subsequent printings uh, in the pool. You win. <laughs> Bring your ticket to the front. That's all I got for Marvel. Nice. Um, we immediately start with artists, artists, writers, and artisans studios with Year Zero, Volume Two, the second volume. Um, yeah. So very cool. And remember, uh, that trade was available for super cheap as well on the first one. I love that Upshot, or Artist Writers and Artisans, was doing that with their trades as well. Uh, for issue trade for the first... I call them Upshot Studios too, so um, is that okay? Or is that just an imprint within AWA? Uh, ooh, that's a great question. I have no idea. Drew Blue Studios has gone long enough, so it's time to restart Mighty Morphin Power Rangers again. Oh, God. Who asked for this? Tweens. Oh, my goodness. So we're back again. Is this this worth specking on? No, this ship sailed, sunk, and sailed again already. Yeah, I'm passing too. Uh, Origins number one. This is Clay Chapman and Jakub Rebelka. I don't know that I remember this during FOC. Was this not on either, FOC? Yeah. 
It's a new sci-fi epic for fans of Little Bird and Descender. Uh, two of my least favorites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those are both uphill battles for Drew. That did not so. help. <laughs> you, yeah, you probably should have kept that off there, buddy. Moving on. <laughs> we only find them when they're dead. Goes to a number two. Goes to a second printing. Awesome. And Wicked Things ends with its sixth and final issue. So if you've been enjoying that. If we go down to Vault, we've got um, the 10th issue of Money Shot, which I can't believe that. Yeah. But uh, the uh, funny Sarah, Sarah Beattie and uh, Tim Seeley doing, doing the writing on this. I um, don't even think I finished the first issue. I didn't like it. So, it's the conclusion of their second arc. I thought it was funny. I read the first three. Oh, did you? Yeah. I think Maybe I, I should the give first it a, three too. Maybe I should give it another shot. I like that kind of thing. Porn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I did just order a, what was it, a triple X photo cover for... Uh, yeah, sight unseen. Yeah, poly bag for sex criminals. Zadarsky's genitalia, we think. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from Aftershock, we have a Red Atlantis number one with a Robert Hack cover. A series of unexplained violent criminals crimes on election day around the U.S. leads the FBI to zero in on a covert group of Russian terrorists. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I, I buy every aftershock book, and yep. I'm glad I did eighty percent of the time. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're 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 solid. AWA and aftershock both very solid. Great great um, batting average. Yeah. Which is not what I can say for Oni Press with uh, Gretzmull meets her friend. Yeah, not not for me. No. Um, we've got that uh, Horizon Dawn. Plenty of... Stop um, buying these. I stopped buying them too when I got shorted on my game wrap yeah. variant. Um, and Momoko, I think. Yeah. So, well, I yeah, bought I'm, it. I'm out. I, I stopped because there was a, a, a cover bundle that will, that was offered in the last previews. So it'll be coming up here soon, where you can buy one through four all Momokos plus a fifth. Well, uh, I think it's Momoko. I don't know if it's a Litho or what. Oh, very nice. Yeah, all for uh, I think it was thirty bucks, but with discount like twenty. And it's weird because like I'm grabbing the Momokos, but Art Germ's doing some really cool covers on these as well. Yeah, I was trying to. I didn't like his very much, but but I don't know if um, it's just because I don't know the game. Maybe if I knew the game, I would be like, oh, that's amazing. You wouldn't. No. Okay. <laughs> that's all for FOC. And you have really no ads, right, this week? No, I have almost a subtract. <laughs> yeah. I have plenty, but um, I'll make up for it. There you go. Uh, now I think it's time... Uh, to listen to me for a second since Kyle's been hogging the mic all night long. Yay, I talk. Uh, we'll go to our good friends over at uh, Cover Price who scour the eBay for all the hot selling books. And this week, our top 10, our top 20, begins with the top 10. And Avengers number 36 takes the top spot. <laughs> all about. Uh, Black Panther and Moon Knight on the cover of that bad boy. Um, 43 copies moved this week and uh, sold for $23 for a raw copy. So that's great. Bad. Amazing. Uh, Shang-Chi, number one, the Dyke Ruin variant. Um, this one has a first appearance of Sister Hammer who appears on the cover of this variant. And uh, that probably helped boost it. Mm -hmm. uh, sold 14 copies and had a high sale of 26 bucks for a raw copy. We talked about Black, number one, um, selling very well. Uh, we, we've talked about Amazing Fantasy forever uh, about this Arana first appearance. 
and the the heat behind Olivia Wilde's uh, Sony Spider-Man film. Uh, Marvel team up number ninety-five, uh, the first appearance of Mockingbird, um, who is supposed to be in the Hawkeye series for Disney, of course. Um, she would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you know your Hawkeye, you can probably uh, just cherry pick first appearances um, that are that will be. Uh, hot once they're in the the Disney Plus show, so um, you can definitely uh, use that as a trend. Um, this one sold for fifty dollars for a near mint raw copy. Uh, Ms. Marvel twelve, um, Red Dagger first appearance. We've got twenty six for a raw. Uh, Amazing three hundred. Of course, we're talking about five thousand for a CGC nine eight. Son of a bitch, that's terrible. Uh, Strange Academy number two from Marvel. Uh, first issue heat. Now collectors are chasing the second issue. Um, so this one sold had a high sale of seventy six bucks for a CGC nine eight. That's uh, that's probably worth CGCing, doubling your money there. Yeah, probably. No doubt. Uh, Uncanny X Men two twenty one from nineteen eighty seven. Uh, this Marvel book. Uh, is likely due to a possible Deadpool MCU speculation from the current X-Men comic storylines. Um, this first appearance of Mr. Sinister is in here. Huh. Had a high sale of three thirty-five for a CGC 9.8 and a raw copy sold for 60 bucks. Uh, then we have the Department of Truth uh, Werther Delaire Deladera, the one in one hundred variant. Now they're calling it a one in one hundred over here, and not a limited to one hundred. Maybe, maybe. So, well, who knows who's right, right? Yep. Um, and this is one hundred seventy-five bucks for a near mint raw, which and sold eight co- eighteen copies. So that's pretty nice. Anything interesting in the back half, Kyle? Yeah, starting at eleven, we have the Amazing Spider-Man Annual number six from nineteen eighty-two. This is, of course, speculation from Wandavision. Uh, Monica Rambo's quick appearance lit a fire under the first appearance that is in this annual. Still moving twenty-four copies. A CGC nine point six going for two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. At rank twelve, Batman Shadow of the Bat number one from nineteen ninety two. Well, how many of these did we get for a quarter these or a dime? Could or... have been a di- like legit dime sale. The first appearance of Victor Zaz is trending this week due to recent casting of actor Alex Morph playing Zaz in the second season of Batwoman. Keep in mind that this book has been trending in the past with various versions of Zaz in content. Moving 26 copies, high sale of $80 for a CGC 9.9 though. I think I have a stack of these. I'll sit, can I just send them all to CGC and say if any of these are a 9.9... Do it. Otherwise, if not, not. keep them. <laughs> <laughs> keep them. Yeah, they're not. At rank thirteen, we have Wolverine number one, nineteen eighty-eight. The first Wolverine solo series is picking up as anticipation continues to build for a MCU appearance. While we have plenty of time, it still sold fifteen copies. CGC nine point eight two sixty. At rank fourteen, Uncanny X Men two eighty-two. The first appearance of Bishop is trending due to very weak connection to the MCU's time traveling focus. Uh, Thirty-two bucks for Raw. Uh, from rank or from nineteen seventy, Conan the Barbarian number one per deadline. Netflix has put in development an epic live-action series based on Conan, the iconic sword and sorcery character created by right Robert E. Howard. Due to this, Conan's first appearance and origin sold thirteen copies, a CGC eight point going for a high sale of five hundred and eighty-five dollars. At rank 16, we have Venom 25, the Stegman Walmart variant that comes in the sealed four-pack. Um, collectors are loving these Walmart sets. While you might not retire on these, it's just a nice win to find something in the wild that is worth more than it will cost. With this, buyers are still picking these up. 22 copies moving online. High sale of 25 bucks for the sealed set. 1977 Star Wars number one. Needless to say, everything Star Wars related is hot right now. The Mandalorian changed the game for Star Wars speculation and investing. Due to this, collectors are putting up mo- putting more money into this first issue. I have this first issue, but it wasn't worth anything five years ago. Weird. Uh, CGC 9.2 going for 248.05. 
Yeah, it's amazing that I think the first issues always had some value. Yeah. Um, but so Mandalorian has now reinvigorated all of Star Wars comics. That's great. It's true because everybody was like, oh, like, man, the prequels weren't great. No, man, the uh, last three weren't great. And then they're like, oh, cool, well, there's great Star Wars stuff again. It's cool to be a fan. Let's buy things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. At rank 18, New Mutants 98. A 9.8 of this is over a grand now, Drew, for New Mutants yeah. 98. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> At rank 19, Batman the Three Jokers, number one, the Jason Fabok 1 in 25. If you glance at our movers list, you'll notice that almost completely dominated by three Jokers and all the various covers. While they're not doing anything noticeable price-wise. They sure are moving a ton. This variant sold 15 copies. High sale of 100 bucks for CGC 9.8. And at rank 20, Blue Beetle number 3 from 2006. The, this issue is the first appearance of the updated and current Peacemaker. There's speculation the HBO series will bounce around all the various iterations of character through time. This helped move 16 copies. 30 bucks raw. That's 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 good stuff. Yeah. And and I think if you long time listeners to this show know we've been talking about New Mutants ninety eight for a long time since it was um I think Drew said overpriced at seventy five dollars. So <laughs> if, if you'll this think This was also the same Drew that said Amazing Spider Man three hundred. Overpriced at hundred and ten. <laughs> I, I, I sold it for 10, 10 cents on the dollar for what I could have got <laughs> it. Girl, yeah. Oh my God, if I had just held on for five years. Five years. Uh, Who knew? I guess everybody knew. I was say, a lot of people knew it's freaking Everybody Spider-Man. knew on that one. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess uh, I should say it's freaking Venom. <laughs> oh man. I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my first carnage. Till I'm on my deathbed, I'll be like, now, family, you may sell my first carnage. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Drew, let's get into our sneak peek and what's actually coming out here next week. Let's start at our good friends at UCS. So now we head to ucscomicdistributors.com forward slash new releases. That gets us to the October 13th new releases. And let's start with a little Batman and the Outsiders. Which we don't care about. But then we see the trend <laughs> that Batman 3 Jokers number one going to a second print on these shark variants. We, okay, we we talked about these at FOC. This is when they're actually yes. coming out though, right? Yes, yes, yes. And then there's so we were excited about this. 25 yeah. version of it. But I really like this shark. I, want, I like it. Yes. Yeah, this is one, this was one I think I dipped in. Even though even at seven dollars, I think I dipped in on this one. Now, Dark Knight's Death Metal number four. The cover C features a uh, much maligned but often hated and popular character of Superboy Prime. Yeah, so maybe some spec here just because it's Superboy Prime. He's one of the biggest D-bags in all of DC, I think. Is that is that the deal? I don't think I know much about this. So You don't remember when he punched into reality and woke our good friend Red Hood from the dead? No, I don't remember that, oh, no. Okay. So, um, b- maybe something there, just because we haven't seen much from Superboy Prime. Granted, we're in Dark Knight's Death Metal, but, you know. Well, there's a reason he's on a cover, right? 100%. So something's going on. There you go. The Doomed and the Damned, number one, a one-shot. Yeah, I like this. This was, oh, this looked really cool. I was excited about it. So I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in reading it. Ten Twisted Team-Ups, straight from your nightmares. So we got Madame Xanadu and the Man-Bat. Uh, Batman in Urban Legends. The Green Lantern in The Shadow Over the Coast. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman and Raven in Inner Demons, Solomon Grundy and Raish Al Ghul in Seven Days, Superman and Swamp Thing in From Humble Roots, Orphan and Orca in The Hunt, Aquaman and Frankenstein in Follow the Water, 
Beast Boy and Clarion in Beast Boys to Men, and Bator and Darkseid in Bator versus Darkseid. Yes, very cool. So very cool thing. We got Garth Ennis writing on this. We got all kinds of new stuff. Okay, Mark Kyle. Wolfman writing on this. I, I'm I'm torn here. We've got Rorschach number Ooh, one. Yes. We've got the classic cover A, very cool with yes. a fingerprint. We've got the cover B, which is an o, a, a Watchmen homage. We know I liked the blank from day one on this. And then the blank is an actual Rorschach, Rorschach test. Yeah. On the blank. The, Which I think the, is, the, you know, the blank's kind of cool, but I just can't figure out why it's got my parents fighting on the cover. <laughs> I don't understand why it's a penis. Yeah. So. <laughs> You've learned everything you need to know about us. <laughs> so, I, I, I really, I think that's clever. Yes. And I like to reward clever. Yes. Um, it is a blank, so can I, could I actually consider naming a blank as as a pick, a spec pick of the week. Because, and again, this cover will be different things to different people. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and it's not like it's, it's not like a classic inkblot. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it looks like a coffee stain, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, ah. Uh... I don't know, I, I, but I, I thought it was it's a it's a cool way to do a blank cover for sure. A thousand percent. Oh, uh, Dollhouse Family uh, hardcover for twenty five bucks out. Also, that was basketball. great. Yeah. That was so great. I love that. Was probably one of my that might have been my favorite of the Hill House books. Maybe, maybe there were a couple good ones. Yeah, so for twenty five bucks, you get issues one through six. But that's it for me. Yeah, um, I, I do like the uh, the Wonder Woman cover B from Josh Middleton. Um, I like the I like his work a lot. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And you're getting Steve Pugh on interiors, uh, Wonder Woman. Um, check those out. I I'm gonna have to di definitely dip into that because I like Steve Pugh a lot. All right, Drew, let's head on over to Previews World. Let's find our releases for October 14th and start where we love to start with our friends at Image. And they have Commander in Crisis number one. Steve Orlando writing this and several covers to go for. Five survivors of doomed worlds taking a second chance to ensure, ensure our worlds live on. Follows in those footsteps of Doom Patrol and Thunderbolts. Firepower is going to a second print for issue one and a second print for issue three. That's uh, cool. We have a redneck sighting um, delayed from March. This is the part four of Tall Tales. Dropped off this book a while ago. So um, Donnie Cates can do no wrong, but I dropped this book. <laughs> Uh, second print of Stillwater, number one, by Zadarsky and Raymond Perez. And the final issue of Stealth. Uh, Mike Costa writing that. Down to Dark Horse, Bill and Ted are doomed. True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys National Anthem, number one, if you're into that series. Of course, that's our good friend Gerard Way writing that. Oh, okay. Uh, I want. To, I knew it was sounded familiar. Mm -hmm. Down into Marvel, where we have Amazing Spider-Man Fifty, which is actually it's a different number when we're looking. I can't. Is this the one that's Legacy? I don't remember. Yeah. And also sporting the. Alex Ross Timeless Spider-Man variant. One of the better of the Timeless. Avengers 37, this is the Age of Khonshu coming to a thunderous conclusion. Yes. So pour one out for your good buddy Drew when you read this. <laughs> and it gets a Fortnite cover. Very neat. 
a lot of people really rattled on the internet by these Fortnite covers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it bringing in um, Fortniters to the comics? Yeah. So search for the comics the, or yeah, not? That's their their goal is to bring Fortniters to comics. And it's worked? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is collectors are all like, what is the deal with this? Yeah. New Mutant, it's 13, having a nice little Peach Momoko variant. Is that the Thor, uh, Thor 4 fourth printing with Loki holding the hammer? Yes, that's the one I wanted. Son yeah, of a gun. They're... That's the one I think will be hot. That's coming out. Yeah, but I didn't see it on FOC. You had to have seen it. Maybe it didn't have the cover then. It didn't. It must not have had the cover. I love this cover. I don't know what it is, but something about Loki holding Mjolnir. Yeah. It's just, it does it for me. Um, I want that for myself, but I don't know how to get it. Well, I could... Yeah, you, you could. I could email Eric. Yeah, we can ask, oh, and we can lock it in. Hopefully, it's it. I'll pay cover for it. I want it. I just like it. It's oh, you'll strange. pay cover. <laughs> Don't you threaten me with a good time. Oh, you will pay cover. But yeah, Thor four fourth print. I love that cover. Heck, Thor three fifth print's pretty awesome looking too. Yeah. And you know, I th I think I may have like thought that once in future was slipping, but it's still really good. Yeah, you know, twelve issues in and still really good. I think I'm I'm pretty far behind on that. I need to catch up. I've just not been paying attention. Seven secrets. The second issue goes to uh, second printing, and we have issue three with three covers. We get a Devil's Due comic going to a second print. I don't know that I've seen that in a long time. No, it's been a while. Yeah. Which one is that? Ark World. Ah. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Scout Comics gives us Concrete Jungle, number one. Looks like a futuristic cop buddy pick type uh, thing. Might be good. And then Carmine, number one, from Action Labs. Colleen Douglas and Alvaro Sarasega. We used to get Vault and, and um, Scout mixed up a lot. Mm -hmm. I think now Vault has kind of eclipsed them a little bit in quality of books. There you go. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. That I wouldn't. It seems like Vault's been d getting a lot more hits out than uh, than Scout lately. Yeah. So here we go with Vault. We have Devil's Red Bride number one. So it's Sebastian Gurner, who is our shirtless bear fighter guy. Oh. Who I thought was super well written, but I thought oh. was funny. I don't yes. know if this book is funny. Doesn't look 16, funny. Doesn't look funny. Exactly. 16th century Japan. The fates of warlords ebb and flow like tides of blood. None more than the uh, word I don't know clan who follow their lord clad in the red devil mask into every battle. But when Lord something or other succumbs to illness, his daughter, the fierce Ketsuko, hatches a plot to save her people no matter the cost. So it doesn't seem funny, which was my favorite thing about Shirtless Bear Fighter. But is he is just good writing? Good writing. Yeah, maybe because like Zadarsky, I I followed him because he was funny. But it turned out, dude can write. Dude can write. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I think give the guy a chance, right? Hundred percent. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Completely based on that being the shirtless bear fighter guy. Mm-hmm. He's had to have done something since then. Yes. Right? And I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Did you end up picking up Life is Strange the other day, the game? No, I did not. I okay. put it back. Gotcha. 
Here we have life you did not strange. text me back in Partner. time. I texted uh, you back within ten minutes. I don't think so. It's very possible. I don't think it. I think okay. it was like a half an hour, forty-five, Sorry. and I was I was out out of GameStop by then. Gotcha. But you said it was like a um, like a adventure yeah, like a, type game. Yeah, it's like a walking simulator where it's all about story, not gameplay necessarily. Yeah. Miranda in Maelstrom, number one from Action Lab. The multiverse Maelstrom, a supernatural storm that crosses over between dimensions, displacing beings and objects from alternate alternate realities. Most fear the Maelstrom, but interdimensional explorers Miranda Sherbet and her shark dog Noodles use the storm as a means of tra travel and adventure. But when Miranda finds herself disoriented and separated from Noodles, she runs into the storm, fighting off violent aliens, harsh weather conditions, and the traumatic memories that set her down this path. Will Miranda find Noodles and continue her adventure, or will they be alone in Infinity? It seems more all agey as I read it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Vane number one. Uh, Chicago, 1941. A blood bank is held up in a robbery. No cash is taken, only blood. But it's and it's and it's spelled V A I N instead of V E I N. If it's about blood, right? So, uh, so there's got to be something going on there. Um, the four robbers call themselves uh, the Vane. Okay, there we go. And they're vampires. That might be good. And then we have We Live. By the Miranda brothers, Roy Miranda and Anaki Miranda. No relation to Lin Manuel. I I don't know. <laughs> can he? Can they get me Hamilton tickets? Yeah, no kidding. Um, this looks like it could be all agey. Maybe I don't know. Years twenty eighty four. World has changed. Aftershock not known for their all agey. True. Aftershock known for good stuff. Um. In it, it anime more anime style, I guess is what I was meant to say. Um, but yeah, we live number one from yeah. Aftershock. The Lennis number one from Mad Cave. Stoney Williams writing that. Muertana from Verotique. I think I mispronounced both those things. <laughs> Muertana number one from Verotique Publishing. Um, it's just in time for uh, Halloween, and it's Glenn Danzig. So, mother! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was worth your price of admission right there. <laughs> All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you head to your local comic book shop and get because it's going to be featured on the Hop 10 here soon or features on... Featured on all the stuff as books that just keep going up and up in value. Drew, what do you got for me? Oh, man. There's some great indies this week. I could have chose um, uh, uh, very close to picking that Rorschach cover C mm -hmm. with the ink blot. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to pull a predictable and go with Avengers 37. There you go. I will give it to you. And I am flipping coins between Devil's Red Bride and that Rorschach cover. See? Oi. Um, I'm going to go with Rorschach cover C just for fun. I think so. I, I think, think that's, a, just, that's cool. It's just a neat cover to have. Whether you get anything sketched upon it or not, I think it's, it's fun to have. But I, also the no-brainer is, boy, do I want that, that Thor number four fourth print oh well. yeah you really want that too yeah. so there are many things that i am into this week so definitely worth having your lcs definitely worth making sure you go in and get yourself a few books because there are just some awesome stuff there so we thank you guys for traveling with drew and myself down all the books coming out for october 13th and 14th if you found some more gold in here that we did not find uh be part of the podcast Drop us uh, a line on our Gmail account. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, all kinds of places. Be part of the podcast. Tell us what you're buying, what you're not buying, if you're holding off on a couple things, or if you don't see anything at all in that third or in that blank variant. Tell us we're crazy for seeing the things that we see. We just love for you to be part of the podcast. We thank you so much for sticking with us, for Drew and for myself. 
See ya.